Hello and welcome to another episode of the NK Active podcast. I'm joined with by Charlie, one of our podiatrists here at NK Active and a bit of a veteran now on the podcast. So what we'll be chatting about this month is going to be everything about Verrucas. So Charlie, what is a Verruca? So Verruca simplistically is a change in the skin due to a virus and you can have multiple strains as the virus kind of manipulates and changes over time. Nice and simple. And I love it. That's exactly what it is in the tin. And with regards to, okay, so can you get them elsewhere on the body? Yeah. So there's no reason why you can't get it on the hands, the elbows, the knees. Absolutely. And anyone can have it at any point in their life. Yeah. It's effectively just a walk, but then it's, when it's on the foot, it's called a veruca. When it's on the hand, it's called a wart. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess for the feet, having them on the planter aspect to so the soles of our feet, it's uncomfortable because sometimes callus can build up as well as the lesion itself. And do they always need treating? So we would say here probably not. It's about if they're you can have them exist and cohabit and live with them um, as long as they're not causing any pain or discomfort. Yeah, because I think the stats are around at any one time 10% at least 10% of the population is going to have a Veruca but it's one of those things that well if it's not affecting your life it doesn't cause you any problems then actually sometimes the best advice is just leave it alone especially when it comes to kids uh, mm. because some of the treatments can be uncomfortable some of the treatments can cause damage to the skin so you're like well if it's not causing many issues and sometimes a treatment may be uncomfortable or cause further damage. Is it actually worth it? And our advice tends to be if it's not painful, doesn't affect you, then just leave it alone. Mm -hmm. Because can they resolve on their own? They can, yes. So um, how long that takes is a very different depending on the person. So it could be a couple of weeks all the way to years. Um, but yeah, they can self-resolve. So why do we think, because you're right, is how long is a piece of string? why do we think it why is that string different lengths for different people yeah so this is roughly round about how the treatment i guess seeks to work so the aim of it is really to trigger our immune system um, and to do that we might use different interventions to allow the cells within our body to register that there's something new on the surface of our skin and that we need to do something about that so in a nutshell we're trying to create an immune response absolutely so that basically means that if you come in contact with the Veruca virus, or to give it its proper name, the human papilloma virus, if your body has experience of dealing with that, you come in contact with it, the body goes, hey, I know what this is, I can deal with it, you don't get, the, you don't get a Veruca. If you come into contact with it and your, vir your body's like, oh, not too sure it is, you then develop a Veruca until the body turns around and says, right, I know how to sort this now. And that's, that's all you're waiting for, essentially, is it? And that can take weeks it can take years mm -hmm. and i should imagine it will other things like the if you are immunosuppressed it's going to take a lot longer to cause that whereas if you're much healthier then in theory it will happen a lot quicker so that's how treatment works what type of treatments are there well i'll run through some of the sort of the the over-the-counter remedies as it were and that's things that you can buy over the counter so things like uh, bazooka where you can freeze it you can buy acids as well that you can then put on the foot and then you can then go and see someone have what we call cryotherapy so just a more intense freezing but what are some of the issues with those type of treatments so some of those treatments are actually causing the skin to become kind of 
we call it injured or damaged. So what we're trying to do is to kind of create a wound or a chemical wound that then causes aggravation so that it prompts the uh, immune response to do something with that tissue. But I think the big issue that is that you there's a higher risk of damaging healthy tissue around it. And if anyone's had cryotherapy, it, it's not that pleasant at all. It's I remember when we got towards it, you had to create that snowball effect and it, it just builds up and it gets more and more intense and then it then burns the surrounding tissues around the outside and it's sometimes I feel it creates more damage than it does actually good. Mm. And then you then got other simple things so some of the simple ones that we've heard in the past is a banana skin on on the foot i've got no idea what's the rationale if anyone knows if you know let me know but the the rationale behind a banana skin i don't i don't know what that is um all i've got now is flashback of like comics and cartoons of someone walking around and, and slipping off on a banana skin duct tape another one yeah i guess the theory with duct tape is that you're trying to I guess, prevent cross-contamination to other people within that household that the person living with it might have. But also, I guess, it, if you put duct tape on the skin, it can cause this underneath tissue to become kind of macerated and that can cause soreness and tenderness. So I guess it's probably another way to kind of trigger the immune response and system. But all of the treatments we've mentioned so far, mostly success rate isn't that, isn't that high. It's not that great, is it? It's fairly unpredictable. Yeah. Um, and then we then got the likes of needling. What is needling? Needling does what it says on the tin. It's like Ron Seal, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so um, needling is uh, piercing the skin um, on that lesion multiple times to place the tissue into the body, so back into the bloodstream, with the aim that then the cells register that there's something on the skin and produce a response. And it, and it does work, I think if we look at evidence and speak to people who do needling two three treatments you'll tend to get a high 70 percent success rate but the only snag is is that you kind of need a local anesthetic don't you before having it done because i don't think many people want to be stabbed multiple times with a needle without having a numb foot yeah and i guess you're going to have to be fairly comfortable with needles and injections um so that doesn't suit everyone and then having a little dressing on on it afterwards so then one of the other treatments that is available is we have just got it in active is something called swift what's swift so swift use um, microwaves and basically creates a thermal response within the tissues and the cells then start to vibrate and this then registers with the immune system and when we when we look at the evidence and when we speak to clinicians who also use it they are reporting similar if not slightly better success rates compared to needling and i think the big difference is is that there's no anesthetic needed, mm-hmm. there's no dressings needed, and it doesn't impact your daily life. Yes, it can be a little intense or uncomfortable for literally two seconds whilst the treatment's been done, but afterwards you can go back to your daily life and everything you want to do straight away, no downtime whatsoever. And I think that's the real big um, benefit of it. Then we've got the likes of finally is if none of those work if you can physically have the veruca surgically excised and that that does work that can be very very helpful but that's a surgical procedure then there's a longer healing time from it has a bigger impact on your 
on your life afterwards but it can be helpful but it's something that our advice is always you exhaust your conservative measures first before jumping into surgery and anyone you speak to who performs surgery would say exactly the same thing one thing i just want to ask your opinion about charlie before we end this is verrucas and swimming and those pool socks what are your thoughts you are obsessed with pool socks i I am (laughs) because i i I just think they're just utterly pointless i just think they're utterly pointless and you just as a kid i I never had verruca but you just think you see all these kids like they had a Ruka. Their parents made them put on a, this bright yellow pool sock. So you just got this beacon of, hey, look at me. I've got a big problem on my foot. And let's just make me stand out like a sore thumb. You're then going to slip over because they're slippery. <laughs> and this this virus that is going to be there on the rest of the body. You don't make them wear a jumpsuit or something. In a, I'm getting on my high horse here You are. You this. need to sit down. <laughs> yeah. said, I'm not a fan of them. And I think they're utterly pointless. And it's not something I would recommend people to use in the swimming pool really i guess the socks are there to accommodate aren't they it's that theory to prevent cross-contamination but because it's a virus it's going to be living within the whole of us not just specific to the foot um so i think it's it's not going to change the virus we're not going to be able to treat it using the pool sock but if it helps someone feel a bit better about the scenario then i'm non-fussed either way so there we have it we've got nick's high rate version and then we've got charlie's (laughs) calm version um just want to say thank you for coming on the podcast again thank you for listening please do subscribe to the podcast if you've got any questions then please let us know and we shall see you on the next episode see you later bye bye